0: W Des Moines guest list, it shapes up like this. We will start at the bottom of the hour with our friend Scott Dockerman. Uh, He covers the Big Ten. He also uh, wears a lot of hats at The Athletic. He will be transitioning to the uh, NFL draft with the NFL Combine coming up next week. We'll talk to Doc today. Next time we do, he'll be covering the Combine. NFL took a couple of weeks off, Trent, but you know what? That's enough for them. Let's go. It's <laughs> season. We're starting to tag guys. We're starting to get to the free agent part, the tampering period. Uh, just never rest, does it? Uh, but uh, Scott Dockerman will join us at the bottom of the hour. So we'll talk Hawks with Doc. We'll talk Clones with Bill Seals. He'll join us about 10 minutes before noon. Uh, the latest on Iowa State with Bill Seals. See if he's got any updates, any any clues as to which way Matt Campbell might be going regarding his opening at the uh, offensive coordinator position? So Bill Seals coming up at uh, 10 minutes before noon. 12.05 on a Wednesday means, at least for the next few weeks, anyways, we'll speak with our buddy Adam Eminecker, covers the Valley, Drake in town tonight. Six dollar tickets, by the way. Let's give our folks, our friends uh, down on uh, Forest Avenue a little bit of a plug. Six dollar tickets uh, tonight and tomorrow for the women's game. Men tonight, as they reside in first place on top of the Valley as we get set for play to begin tonight. G-Mix Fifth Street Pub sponsors Adam Amenecker. He will be here at 12.05 and then he'll give way to Cappy. David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy. Boy, there's a ton of topics with Cappy. The Bulls and the White Sox seemingly in a race to see who's going to get the billion dollars for their new stadium. Uh, What's going on with Justin Fields, the Cubs, signed David Peralta. (sighs) (laughs) Didn't do it for you, huh? (laughs) No, not at all. Uh, Kind of was hoping it would be Cody Bellinger because we want this squad to be relevant as they carry us through the summer months, uh, the Cubs do. Anyways, the Hawkeyes carried the (laughs) night last night, Trent Condon, as they were on the road at uh, taking on Michigan State. Now they've had success against Izzo as of late. Mm -hmm. Last night, that spurt at the end of the first half propelled them to well, it turned out to be uh, an insurmountable lead, but what a spurt, what a game. Uh, Patrick McCaffrey's first half was unbelievable. Crickey, uh was terrific in the game. Owen oh, Freeman has to learn. They're not going to give you any breaks, freshmen, uh-huh. and they're not. Um, what a game. Didn't see it coming. Glad that, uh, glad that it turned out the way that it did. Surprised? I wouldn't be
1: more surprised if I woke up with my head sewn to the carpet. That's how I felt watching that unfold last night. To go into East Lansing, to not play well, you lose your possibly best player. Yeah, three man, three and a half minutes into the first half, undercuts a guy, dumb foul after uh-huh. picking up one early. You just you can't do it. Nope, and he does. Yep, you're not playing great, and you look at it, and it's twenty four twenty three. They're just down a point, and like I know they're not playing well. How no, are they hanging around? And then a spurt and a little Patrick McCaffrey. Do you, do
0: you notice what I noticed last night? And it was really rare. And this is why I want to ask you. Um, did you see the play a little defense, or was that just me? Oh, yeah. And
1: after the game, Tony Perkins talked about it, now, getting some toughness back. They felt like they were being bullied, and they said, no more. Let's be the bully mm-hmm. after the loss to Maryland. And what we've seen these last couple of games is they're passable on yeah. that end. There's yeah. effort yes. on that end. Now, there's still times that zone, I don't know what the hell they're trying yeah. to do. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been watching this crappy zone for 14 years mm-hmm.
0: now. And go ahead and cover their three-point shooter, because...
2: Well,
1: hey. they got two guys going to a spot. That's not what you do in his own defense. So They do it all the time. I don't know what they're being coached. I just know it's not right, mm-hmm. and you can see that play out. But in a game like that, you make all right. You to beat Michigan State. You need Owen Freeman to have 18 and 15. Yeah, Dix has to play, continue right. to take the steps forward that he's taken. Perkins probably need another 22. Yeah, going to need that for sure out of him. Hit 8, 10, maybe 12 yep. three-pointers. Yep. Well, you get eight minutes out of Owen Freeman. Mm-hmm. You hit four three-pointers in the game and he beat
0: Michigan state and, and beat them by, by what six, seven? Yeah. yeah what did they get it to 4 3 Four. 5 yeah um what i mean i look at so what does this mean in the in the grand scheme of things they move up in the net mhm um their NCAA chances that were on any bracket you go to you would find them on the at life support, or on life <laughs> support category right right are they off life support now? Are they, are they conceivably, let's go ahead and get the rest of the schedule out and let's play what if? Are we there yet? Or is it because they got Illinois twice? They do. And their squad one opportunity is still very much available for this team.
1: I still think they'd have to go three and one here down the stretch. Mm-hmm. And the most likely scenario, lose Saturday and then if win final the final. That's the one at Champaign. Yes. Mm-hmm. You get Penn State at home, at Northwestern. And finish up with Illinois at home. Mm -hmm. So you're going to add two more quad one victories if you do that. The uh, Northwestern game and the Illinois game would both be quad one victories. You're all of a sudden up to four and seven. Mm -hmm. I'll be four and eight because you have a loss. Where's Penn State in
0: the net rankings?
1: Penn State right now is 100. Okay. So so that's not going to help out. No. no. uh -uh. That's going to be a quad three uh, game for that one since it's at home. But four quad one victories. When you're looking at other bubble teams, that'll be pretty good. Four and eight before the Big Ten tournament. Mm At least there's a path. Like you can't lose the first game in the Big Ten tournament, right? right. You do that even if you do win three or four down the stretch here, you're done. Yeah, you just you can't afford that. However, there is a path now, and if you would have said this even a week ago, I would have said
0: we're wasting our time. Right? You didn't like their chances the both last two night, last two games. But I
1: did say their best, most likely win on the road was this one against Sparty, yeah, as opposed to Northwestern Illinois. And they got it. They got it. They got it. <laughs> uh, it was good to see. It was How about to Ben see. Cricky? He was great. We've been riding him uh-huh. because he has not been playing well. No, he hasn't. And Fran called him out. Uh, Cricky talked about that after the game last night. That well, Coach told me, I can't play 33 minutes and get one rebound. <laughs> and he goes for a double-double. <laughs>
0: 14 rebounds. 14
1: rebounds. Yeah. Four of them on the offensive boards. Yes. It was, it was huge. They needed everything. Uh-huh. And it took a little bit of everything. Sanford with some big shots. Price came in and I thought give him some good minutes. Yep. And not just Don't disagree. Yep. Not just what he did at knocking down a shot but also Which was big. defense uh-huh. and doing those kind of things mm-hmm. it just it was a team effort. And they had to go to bronze for a while. I mean you're rattled with foul trouble. You got guys up and down the roster there. Oh, yeah. Not just Freeman, Debali comes in, you mm-hmm. got to put Bronze in there. You know what's going to happen when he comes into the game. And yet they just kept extending that lead and it it was wild. It really was for them to play like that
0: in that environment. Mm-hmm. Who was the player of the game? I think it's Cricky. I think it is two. I after the first twenty minutes, it was obviously between Cricky and Patrick McCaffrey. Patrick's uh, second half wasn't as shiny as his first mm-hmm. half. But he played a lot of minutes last night. He yeah. played a bunch of, and they needed him. They needed his mm-hmm. size on the floor. You hit it on the head uh, with Freeman in trouble and uh, foul trouble. Dembale likewise in foul trouble. Um, boy, he's still he's he's still such a um, um, a work in progress. Dimbali isn't yes. he? But
3: I mean, you he can, can just see it. He's, he's raw. He's yeah. raw as
0: what he is. I mean, I love the three-pointer that he hit. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wasn't scared to take the shot. It was his only shot. It was only uh, it was only points of the game. Um, big effort, big big effort. So they're alive. They're alive.
1: Mm-hmm. They're alive with this team. You got to give Fray McCaffrey some credit here too. Uh-huh. This team on paper sucks. <laughs> they do. I mean, you you look at the way <laughs> the, this roster, they're 500 in conference. Now it's not the best conference it's not, in the world. No, it's not. But, a, to but take this team. Group yeah, you don't have a point guard. No, you got a big that's not a real good rebounder and a bad defender. <laughs> you got a really talented freshman who can't stay the hell out of
0: foul trouble to <laughs> save his life.
1: You have your fifth-year senior Patrick McCaffrey who
0: is regressed, mm-hmm. and yet here they are. He's been. You know what? Did you see the picture posted online this morning of mm. his ankle? No. I mean, I've, we've heard about it now for the last couple of weeks that, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was France said at a press conference, it was the size of a grapefruit or something like that yeah. compared to just how bad it was. Um, what's the kid's name from the register? Talkman? Yeah. Uh, he he posted a picture of it on his on his ex-account this morning. It was the size of a grapefruit. <laughs> Yuck. Yeah. It means and battling through? Battling through injuries mm-hmm. and uh, he lost a bunch of weight when he was sick and... Um, way to go, Patrick McCaffrey! Finish this thing strong, and it looks as though he is. And we see it all the time from guys that their career is coming to an end. It's February, and they—I don't know—maybe they, whatever they took a look at the schedule. Oh my God, I'm running. I'm not running out of career here. <laughs> uh, we better get things ratcheted up a little bit. And, and Patrick McCaffrey seems to be that guy this year. He's been good the last three games. Right now, Bart Torvik has them
1: the 11th team out. Of the tournament bracket, so still a lot of That's ground. That's a to lot make up. of ground yeah. to make up, and there's going to be bid stealers. Uh-huh. There's going to be things that happen like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's Gonzaga wins the WCC and they get in along with St. Mary's. Who's going to be in? Mm-hmm. And there's there's going to be did those. St.
0: Mary's win last night. They did. Yeah,
1: Well held on. I think one by four. We got a cover on that one. Oh, okay. yeah. good. Another good night. Another good night. We're we're hitting it well, but if you project it. And do give Iowa wins in three of their last four before the Big Ten tournament. So Penn State, Northwestern, and they split with Illinois. Yes. You give them three of the next four, Mm -hmm. they become then the fourth team out of the bracket. Before and where
0: Big would Ten. that put them seeding-wise in the Big Ten? Any idea? Oh, we can bring up our friend M. Red. And that would put them at 11-9, and nine, correct? If they yes. If they finish 3-4 and four down the street. Man, 11-9 is not bad. It's not bad. Not bad at all. In a
1: season Nobody saw you, this coming. No. When you had to play Purdue twice. Uh-huh. Play Illinois twice. The best two teams. Mm-hmm. The third best team, Wisconsin, you had to play twice. Yeah. That's pretty good overall. All right, let's play the game. Iowa. Give them... oh. I clicked on the women's tab. Let's not do that. Let's go to the men's tab. That's what we're looking for. And thanks to M. Red for putting this thing together every year. Man, it's great to play around with. All right. Lose Saturday against Illinois. Sure. And then win the final three games. Have to. Beat Penn State. Beat Northwestern on their own. And then finish it up with a home win on senior day against Illinois. Calculate the seeding. Iowa is the number 7 seed. That means in the opening round, they take on Ohio State. Okay. And then they get Illinois again. So I'd have to
0: beat them twice in a week. It's a lot of Illinois. Yeah. Well, that's the path. It is what it is, right? What would um, you rather
1: see? Illinois for the second time in three games and for the third time in two weeks? Or be in the 8-9 game and have to play Purdue?
0: I think the f- former. I think so, too. Yeah, I yeah. Th- I think that's what you want. Well, Purdue so Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> when the guards have a day off or it mm-hmm. um, Speaking of the best of college basketball, what happened in Omaha last night, Trent? Whew. I mean, um, you saw it coming because you took Creighton, did, I did you not? Yeah. And, well, And I saw all the public money was on UCAC.
1: Well, yeah, because the number was, what, two and a half, three? Yeah, Ben Fox, who used to be with ESPN on uh, their chalk section... And now as a freelancer. He had the tweet yesterday from I think it was DraftKings. It was like eighty eight percent of the bets and eighty one percent of the money were on UConn. I'm Jeez. like, Oh, this is automatic. Yeah. <laughs> this is
0: they this pounded really... them. They never this is a this is a Yukon team who embarrassed Marquette on the weekend. Mm-hmm. eight hours later, they're on a plane, they're in Omaha, and they're getting blown out.
1: Of well the... it's very simple. Look at the box score. Creighton goes fourteen of twenty eight from three. Yeah, that helps. Yukon goes three of sixteen. Yeah. I don't think you have to look any further than that. There lies the problem, (laughs) right? One Uh. team hits 14 Mm -hmm. three-pointers and shoots 50% for three. Mm -hmm. The other team (laughs) shoots 18%, makes three. There is your Mm -hmm. story. As simple as that. And, you know, this Creighton team, they have been certainly up and down this season. I think it's been a more inconsistent year for the Blue Jays than a lot of people expected. I thought people thought they'd probably cruise and be a top-10 team kind of all-season, top-12, right in that range. There's been a lot more... Probably lows this season that anticipated, but we don't count Brenner inside. Yeah, and then when they start Ashworth sh- can
0: make shot after, yes. shot after shot after shot, and he did last night.
1: Trey Alexander so good off the bounce; mm-hmm. he knocks down shots. I mean, he's he's just a really really good player. You get that at the point guard position. I mean, they're they're a team that can get on the path, and if Alexander, who hasn't shot it well this year, gets back to what he's normally been and more of a thirty eight percent three point shooter, not thirty two. Mm-hmm. What's their final four price?
0: What did you say yesterday it was single digits? I think. Oh man, I'd have to bring it back up. It wasn't. Remember. Yeah, I remember we 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 brought we threw Creighton into the mix yesterday. Um, You're jumping back on the Blue Jay train? No, I'm already there. I, I've been on. I, I bought a ticket on them long ago, not to get to the Final Four to cut down the nets. Plus six ninety for the Blue Jays. I wonder what to it was, was yesterday.
1: Four. I have to go back to the probably tape. eight. <laughs> yeah, right in that range. Uh-huh. Uh, Iowa State. Plus 575.
0: So it's gone up because they were 450 yesterday, I think. Yep. Plus 450. So that went up after last night. Boy, there were some great games last night. Yeah. Uh, T- TCU was that. That was a fun game. Texas Tech TCU uh, was, was fun. Um, it was a good night of basketball.
1: BYU gets another home
0: win. Yeah, you know what? I didn't watch as much of that
1: game as. They're, uh... they're a really good team at home. And mm-hmm. it, we can say this for a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. We bring up Northwestern a lot. Yep. Completely different team at home. Same thing with BYU. Well, I don't know if you know this, but you can't play in your home gym. That's no, they're not, that's nope, not, they're not going to allow that this okay. year. So, BYU, I couldn't pick them. No, Probably I can't to get either. to the second weekend. No,
0: I can't pick them in Kansas City. Yeah, no, that's for that fair very too. reason. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. They're just such a different team at home. There's only one. Well, we we get it. Well, Kansas mm-hmm. is Kansas because they live there. But uh, Iowa stayed. That oh, was a fun night last night. I watched my Jets beat the Wild, and fr- I I love it when the Wild get beat by the Jets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do. I think that might be the, I might get the most joy out of that one when they knock off the Wild.
1: I was going to ask you yesterday. We never got to it after the Wild come down from. Oh, were they down God. that game against Vancouver? They
0: were. They were getting killed they they 5-1. They won 10-7. And did it get back to 8-7
1: at one point? I think they did. Might have been. Yeah, yeah might have been. I know there was an empty netter at the end that by Kaprizov
0: that gave him yeah. also a
1: hat trick. Eric
0: Zanek and, and uh, yeah, um, JT Miller from Vancouver had a hat trick. Seven Eric goals Konek. in the third period. It's unbelievable. And they had one right at the end of the second. Uh-huh. I watched the first two and then I switched. Boy, President's Day was a lot of hockey during the day. Was it? I watched <laughs> the Flames and the Jets and the Jets pissed down their leg. Um but then last night coming back and beating the wild. That was so much fun. Wilder Cook, right? They're, I don't think they can make the playoffs. I don't think
1: so. I'm looking at the standings right now. Are they, they are, are they tenth in the they wild They are but I mean it's close. It's closer but than they, I remember the last time. They're only two points back. Of of, of a, the of blues. A, really? For the last wild card berth. Really? Um, yeah, them and the Preds, the blues and the Preds both have sixty points and the Wild have fifty eight. You got the Kraken with 57, Flames also with 57. And then, Uh, how about games played? So I'm looking at now. Uh, That's relatively close. Yeah. uh, Wilda played one more game than the Blues have, but that's it. Mm -hmm. There's still a lot of hockey left, isn't there? There is. 37 uh, games still left?
0: 36, 37, right in that range? uh, Yeah, they play 82, so. But 27. 27. Yeah, upper 20s, around 30. Man, that's that's a long season. It's a great season. (laughs) It's a great season. We'll talk
1: about it again in April.
0: You know what? We gotta. We should have our friend Joe O'Donnell on it. some yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's that time of year, right? Yeah, it's when, getting there.
1: Uh, we'll, we'll have to do that. Well, I told you up. before the show there's only four more games left for Iowa. I was and, shocked. I For some reason, I thought there was six. No. And, and this season's kind of pushed back a week, too, the mm-hmm. way the calendar falls. So mm-hmm. we're getting a little bit deeper. I mean, the regular season finale, it's got to be as late of a regular season finale as I think it as... is.
0: I think it is. Now, the Valley's got four games left as well.
1: Valley has da, 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 take a look at Drake here. Drake or three tonight? No, four. Four, yeah, yeah four. Midweek game weekend, mm-hmm. midweek weekend, yeah. and four left to go for them before we get into Arch Madness.
0: Yeah, I was talking to Sean before the show. Sean Roberts, he was credentialed. He's all excited to be going down. State. Going down. State Have West? you done that? Oh yeah, yeah. So much fun, isn't it? Been down there a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah. me too. It's a, it's a really a fun tournament to uh, well run it it is well run and you know what it is it's the unofficial at least to me the the start of march madness right, right? it's the lid lifter um so good. Good, good. More on the Valley coming up with our buddy Adam Emeneker. We will get to him uh, at about uh, 12.05. Clones off this week. When does uh, do the Iowa women, I know they had a long break. Are they, do they play before the weekend or is it not till the weekend? Thursday. Oh, they play tomorrow? Yes.
1: They're also Peacock, so do not cancel your subscription if you had it through.
0: I don't plan on doing that. <laughs> no. I've got Peacock down. Yes. It was good for you, huh? Good for me. Yes. I still wish we could... I can't rewind. You know, I, mm-hmm. I grab the like the directive. You want to stop it? and You yes, want to go back? Yes, yeah. And maybe you can do that. And I'm just, you know, not at that point yet. Um, when um, with my online experience, um, but there's certainly there's certainly positives to it, without a doubt. And if this is the way that we are going. And it certainly seems like they are. Yeah, Peacock's fine. I like the announcers. I like the broadcast. Um, it's okay. It's okay.
1: Iowa still remaining. Indiana coming up for the women tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Indiana coming off. They got bludgeoned by Illinois. Did they? Which was weird. Uh, Iowa then has Illinois coming in on Sunday. Mm -hmm. They go to Minnesota, up -hmm. at the barn, and
0: then finish up with home Ohio State. Mm -hmm. Are we twisting? Not us, uh, because this is the first time that we've brought this topic up when it comes to Caitlin Clark. The Pete maravich Caitlin Clark chase... (laughs) These things are not the same, right?
1: It it really it bothers me that we have these. They're different sports. They're entirely different. We don't equate baseball and softball stats at the collegiate level. No, we don't equate hockey stats where there's men's and women. Right? What? Why in basketball? I don't know. I honest to God, and I and you can't avoid it. I mean, it's everywhere. Right. I I don't. I just really struggle wrap them. Mm-hmm. And We see the same thing. Oh. Gino Oriyama passes Coach K. They coach different sports. Exactly. They didn't, they didn't pass him. No. They are in different sports. Mm-hmm. We're not going to say, oh, yeah, and he passed Red back. No. It's the <laughs> NBA. That's a different league. Right. These are different. I don't
0: get it. I'm with you, Trent. I'm totally with you. This is not with you. misogynistic. Uh-huh. It has nothing to do no, with let the-, the. Let the have. Let Pete have his. Let Caitlin have her accolades. Yes. They're on top of their sport. Don't put them together. This isn't, a, this isn't a measuring stick. One versus the other. One played in the 60s. You couldn't play as a freshman. There was no three-point line. There was also one thing that was missing uh, back when Pete Maravich was. Uh, African-American players. Yes, there yes. was zero. Yeah. he was None. Go- he was going up against guys that turned like into plumbers. Like, uh, yeah, like you and I. <laughs> right. Um, Caitlin Clark is phenomenal. We know that. Yeah. She's the all-time women's women's scorer. Pete Maravich is phenomenal. We know that. He's the all-time men's scorer. Let's leave it there. Well, and one thing that I think maybe should be getting more
1: conversation and maybe should have been a bigger piece is not the Pistol Pete side. It's not that. It's Woodward, the Kansas player, yeah. before the NCAA. Right. Again, we're not talking about a completely different sport. They weren't playing in peach right. baskets in the 1980s when she was playing. And it's weird because... she's Her zone count. The Drake player was part of the crossover, going from the old association until the NCAA officially adopted women's basketball. Her numbers are up there. Yet, you don't have it for Woodward. Mm-hmm. that That's one. When she breaks that record, that should be, mm-hmm. I believe, a bigger one. But you're right. I mean, Pistol Pete played three years. Right. He played without a three-point line. Uh-huh. Dale Brown went back and said he would average 60 a game. And they he might have. <laughs> he went back and watched all yeah. the tape. He just... It's odd uh-huh. that we have these kind of conversations because they're different mm-hmm. sports. Mm-hmm. I mean go back when Hank Aaron was breaking the home run record. Well, you know what? This women's softball player, she actually <laughs> had 1000. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's not what it is. I I can't wrap my mind around
0: it. I'm totally with you. Totally with you on that. I'm glad we're on the same page. I'm not surprised that we are. We think an awful lot alike, which is why I think our chemistry is uh, uh, in the place where it is. All right, we are going to talk to Scott Dockerman coming up uh, from The Athletic. Look forward to speaking with Doc on the Hawks and getting kind of a combine preview, what he's got planned for when he gets down uh, to Indianapolis for... Uh, the uh, combine, which starts this weekend, we'll do that. We'll Scott talk to Bill Seals, Adam Emenecker, going to cover a lot of ground hoops wise here, and then David Kaplan and so many com- uh, so many topics rather rather to get to uh, with Cappy Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cap Jeff. Real quick, Jeff, we got about two minutes before break. How are you?
3: Doing well. You know, last night I tuned into this Iowa game. They're you know nine and a half ten point underdog. You know, and I'm ready. You know, I'm thinking they're going to get their butts kicked. Mm-hmm. Lost, I don't know, two, three quad three games. Trent mentioned, you know, I thought the season was over. We've talked about the Fran fade, um, the Fran, you know, just not getting too thrilled about this team. And boys, there's fight. There's there's aggression. There's they're playing defense, which we've been talking about for years. Things aren't going their way. We're talking about maybe them not getting a whistle because it's at Michigan State and Izzo. And all these things, that, and you know, it was refreshing. They show they show Fran I don't know three or four times he's just smiling yeah yeah. yeah he's probably he's probably arguing and screaming but then he has that sly smile and I love it he's I don't know how old he is you can tell that he still loves to coach yeah. and all his players love Fran now we could talk about them not getting the quad one wins and maybe them not getting to the tournament but when do we hear players not love Fran yeah. I don't hear it Mm-mm. and regardless of what they do this season, First of all, I don't know if this is a hot take. I think Sanford's playing in the NBA.
0: You know, I'm hearing more and, and more. He... Wade looking. Bill tweeted that mm-hmm. yesterday. I Colt, apparently wrote a piece on that. I haven't seen it, but apparently that's out there. Uh, and that's um, that's relative. That's not a hot take, Jeff. But you know what? It's a it's a recent take.
3: Okay, and with the you know they don't have an Aaron White. They don't have a Garza. They don't have a the Murray twins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And here they are with with quad ones down the road. And I love TJ. What a great job Iowa coaching staff has done, um, and I, I can't wait to see down the road what they can you know build up moving to the Big Ten tournament. Thank so you, Jeff.
0: Appreciate the call. Yeah, appreciate the call. Um, yeah, it's just this has come out of nowhere. The Peyton Sanford NBA take. Yeah, I'm not saying it's wrong by any means. I I never looked at him like an NBA player. Um, Incredibly quick shot.
1: Mm-hmm. Better rebounder than you think. Mm-hmm. Does he have the athleticism though? That's the that's to guard the at question. that league. He tries. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's definitely not a will problem with mm-hmm. him. He gives. He's got the most out of kind of his skill set. Yep. That you can, but that's a different level. And guarding. He can shoot level, it. Yeah. He can shoot it. He can definitely do that. Yep. Part. With the quick release that he has, even as he's on you know the minus side of the athleticism scale overall. Right. The shooting and the quick It's not just shooting? It's being able to have a quick release, mm-hmm. and he's definitely got that. You think of a guy with a quicker release than him. Like Jack was a great shooter. Wieskamp was a great shooter. They, they've they had plenty of shooters. I can't think of a guy, though, that got it off quicker than he, he did. It just it flicks out of there so yeah, fast. Yeah, no,
0: it does. It does. Uh, we'll uh, get to our first time out. We'll uh, come back. We'll talk to Scott Dockerman. He's headed to Indianapolis, but we'll talk...
1: what would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices.
0: Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Uh About the Hawkeye basketball, uh, some football conversation, and then some NFL combine with Doc. And Look forward to that as the NFL offseason officially gets underway. Miller and Condon, we're underway on a Wednesday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Hi, Millery Conde, and welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNL. Let's get our friend Scott Doctorman in here. He covers. Well, he's covering Iowa, he's covering the NFL Combine, wearing a lot of hats at The Athletic, and we as subscribers will be the benefactors of that. Doc Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. Uh, appreciate it as always, Doc. We'll uh, get to uh, what lies ahead for you in the next few days, uh, in a few minutes. We'll want to start last night with the uh, the Hawks on the road uh, at the Breslin Center, where I know you uh, covered more than your share of games, and most of them didn't turn out the way, I'm guessing, the way last night's did. Uh, but what a win for the Hawks. And all of a sudden, a couple of quad wins just when it looked as though the season was um, going to end in the middle of February. At least their postseason beliefs were going to end in the middle of February. They're very much alive now, Scott Dockerman.
4: Yeah,
2: it it was probably the best win of the year. I'd say it's better than even what they did on Saturday, considering the location. And you're right. I, I saw one win there. And all the years that I Is come that to right? basketball. Wow. And, that, and that was uh, when they had Utah and Peter Jock and, and Woodbury and Gazelle, and, and they had a really good game there. They swept the Spartans that season. And, and so uh, looking at uh, last night, I mean, I think it was by far their most impressive game because they were able to dictate tempo pretty much throughout, uh, at least the last, uh, you know, half and probably half of the first half. That they were in charge and Michigan State would make a run and then they would make a basket. And every single time they weathered those runs and, and they looked, uh, that, that rarely happens over there. Although I'll say this, that that was the fifth win in the last six games against the Spartans. So, wild. uh, the tables have turned quite a bit in this series, but, but overall, um, I think you've got to like the direction that this team is taking. It's, even though it's, it's had some, tough losses that ultimately will keep them probably from the NCAA tournament. They're moving forward at the mm-hmm. right direction at the right time to where they're giving themselves their a chance with four regular season games left in the Big Ten tournament. If they keep, continue to play well, they're going to be a tough out in all four of those games and probably in the Big Ten tournament. And that that gives you a lot of life and hope for this team, not only for the rest of this season, but then into the future.
1: Doc, I always enjoyed your work when you were on the Basketball Beat over at the Gazette and Land 10 and the other places that you've been. Is there anything that you miss about the Basketball Beat? Are you happy Mm. just having football beer full-time? You dip in from time to time. You'll write stories, men's, women's basketball, even wrestling and other things. But do you miss anything about the Basketball Beat?
2: Well, uh, you know, this year I've written a lot more about the women's basketball than I have men's. and. And, you know, there, there are some aspects, but I tell you, you know, it is a grind. There's mm-hmm. no question, uh, doing basketball, hoping away. And, um, and I, I like football. That's my favorite sport. That's the one I like to cover the most. And, uh, but I, I would say this, that it's, uh, you know, that, it, that it's a job. It's, and the women's beat, uh, is, you know, this year or the women covering the women as regularly as I do, and I will in the tournament. Um, this is, this has been the most remarkable. That kind of stretch that I think I've ever seen in sports. So um, I, I'm not missing anything with the men, but you yeah, have the Iowa women's team
0: right here. Yeah, a lot of windshield time uh, schlepping through the Big <laughs> Ten to those outposts o- over the years. Yeah, the women's uh, tournament, uh, Big Ten tournament is already sold out. Crazy. What's, what's behind that? Mm. Any ideas? Uh, anyways, uh, Doc, just one, one more on this. Um, you know, going back when you were uh, on the beat, is there a Big Ten coach that you miss covering on a yearly basis, an opposing Big Ten coach? coach? coach?
2: I liked covering Matt Painter and, and I did, and I go to those games. Sometimes I write, but a lot of times I just talk
0: about them. But, um,
2: you know, Matt Painter was one of my favorites because just the way he, he seemed to be real with everything and he didn't really hide anything. And he he always would share details and was a really an easy interview. and, And I really appreciated the way he worked with his team. He has a system that works well. Uh, he was enjoyable. I like Tom Izzo, too. I thought he was, you know, really good and easy to work with. And, uh, Chris Collins is, is at Northwestern. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, uh, you know, I miss some of the road spots. I mean, you know, there, there's some great places to watch basketball. Uh, you know, last night was one of them, the Breslin Center, but I, I would say Mackey Arena, Assembly Hall, and then, the, I think it's the, the State Farm Center, formerly known as Assembly Hall in, in mm-hmm. Illinois. Um, some fantastic you know, areas and, and atmospheres that uh, really make give basketball some of its character. John Budmeyer,
1: let's jump over to some football with you, Doc, as he is now officially the wide receiver coach. Um, Panned by a lot of people, myself included. Uh, let's get your take on Judd B- B- John Budmeyer becoming the wide receiver coach.
2: It wasn't unexpected. Mm-hmm. It's probably it's not widely hailed, that's for sure. I've, mm-hmm. um, I've, I, I, I tried to kind of figure out what would make this work. and be palatable for people. And, and here's kind of the rationale that I, I think that may work for Iowa. And that is if you, if he can kind of be the translator, if you will, from Tim Lester to the next, uh, to the quarterbacks and the receivers, he can help get everybody on the same page because he did bring in Cade McNamara, brought in Deacon Hill. Uh, he knows that the players there and he knows the wide receivers as well. So he can kind of work together to try to piece this offense, uh, you know, in, in as a puzzle very, very quickly. Now, one thing I would recommend Iowa do is go get a graduate assistant who's either like a recent NFL receiver or high-level college receiver that wants to get into coaching, who's maybe in their mid to lower 20s. And, and have them work with the wide receivers too, because that's, that's one of the fears I think most people have. I mean, there are a lot of quarterback coaches who coach wide receivers. I mean, Ken O'Keefe left Iowa and, and coached receivers with the Miami Dolphins. Fish,
0: yep, um, yep.
2: Yeah. But I, I think if they could get somebody who's young and has done it at a, at a higher level, that that could really help kind of mentor and almost be like an older brother some of those receivers i i would strongly recommend them doing that as far as a grad assistant goes
0: doc uh, i know this uh wasn't your piece unless i if you if you did work on it i apologize and i missed the, missed it but uh usually i were back in mandel uh where i'm going is the college football playoff and it seems like we have some clarity now are uh, your thoughts on uh, what lies ahead at least for the next couple of years when it comes to the college football playoff what did we learn yesterday doc
2: well, for in in for the short term, that you're going to see, you know, a five plus seven, and I think that really does matter. Um, you know, that now that they have some clarity going forward, there's seven at largest and they're five conference champions. I mean, I kind of wonder what's going to be the makeup of that seven. You know, will the Big Ten and SEC try to push and say that they deserve X number of teams within that seven? Um, and and there's some realism to that as well. And and you know, what, what, else, but for the other schools, or is it just going to be a straight committee numbers type of scenario? And I think maybe for the next two years, you're going to see it just kind of be what it is, but. But you know, once that kind of moves over, I, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty there. You know, there, you know, seemingly there was a uh, an agreement last week between ESPN and the CFP to move forward for six years, but that is uh, that is still very much in question. That, that whether it's an agreement or a handshake agreement, it's still um, not signed. I think that's going to be part of it, and and uh, you know there might be a, a push eventually, you know, fairly soon, maybe even to expand the the playoffs from twelve to sixteen. So, I think there's still a lot of uncertainty there, and and one thing I, I think still going to happen is after a couple of years of, you know, seeing that first round on campus. The teams that get buys are going to be a little bit upset. They're going to say, well, you know, where's <laughs> yeah. our reward other yeah. than having a buy? You know, I mean, if you're Alabama and you're one or two and you're looking and you're seeing the second SEC team, you know, LSU getting a game at home, you, you know, you and your fans might be saying, you know, we, we need to cut it down on one of these big road trips and you know, have it here. So um, there's still a lot to, to look at going forward.
1: The TV aspect. We have a report from ESPN about ESPN that deal's done. Here it is. This is the contract. This is the money. ESPN is reporting that ESPN. (laughs) And now, not so fast, my friend, Uh, things are, are potentially out there. I was surprised that they didn't put it more out to bid. Have you been able to kind of unearth anything on that angle? Because obviously, as we see in the NFL, we see in the Big Ten, how do you make more money? You get more suitors out there. What the TV is going to look like going forward.
2: Yeah, it is. It is a challenge. I have had some of those discussions, and I think part of it is, you know, right now with the media landscape, that is starting to dry up
0: a little bit.
2: I mean, there's a lot of money invested in all sports. I mean, it started with the NFL, but when you have Major League Baseball and you have, uh, you know, the NBA coming up to bid, I mean... A lot of these networks are, are starting to, you know, with the cord cutting and, and, you know, the, the combination of that streaming service, I mean, it really lends itself to some real big questions. And, and Fox didn't seem to be very interested from what I was told in, 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 uh, in acquiring it. But that said, you know, cause I think what they wanted and expected was kind of like an AFC NFC where you have Fox and ESPN sharing it. But ESPN has the opportunity to to sublease, I think, up to five games from the tournament.
0: Oh, really? So okay.
2: that could be part of it—that they'll just sell off a couple of games uh-huh. to Fox or or NBC or something like that. And and that's something that I think is likely. You know, that ESPN will try to recoup some of its costs that way, and then it'll allow Fox or NBC or you know, or even uh, you know, a TNT, you know, based mm-hmm. on that streaming service, to recoup some of that money. So I, I could see that being part of it, but. But as of right now it is uh you know, as we reported at the athletic last week that, that ESPN was the you know, had reached an agreement with the C F P
0: I did not know that uh, one angle of being able to, uh, to to piece off a couple of them and sell. Though that's interesting, Doc. Last thing for you: you are headed to Indianapolis, where you'll put on your NFL draft hat uh, for the athletic here uh, in the in the in the weeks ahead. In addition to spring football, obviously with Iowa and covering the women's team, so a lot of uh, a lot on your plate. But Indianapolis this weekend: what uh, what are you headed to Indianapolis trying to accomplish, Doc?
2: There are a lot of stories that, you know, a lot of broad levels, not, certainly not just Iowa or Iowa State related. So there's going to be a lot to to discuss when we get there. And, you know, when you look at, I think the 14 quarterbacks, 11 of them are transfers. So I think that's pretty fascinating. You're, you know, there's several. Key lines of you know players that had opportunities to return to school, and not so much the first rounders because somebody like Cooper DeGene, I mean, you're making a business decision. You know, you're you know you're going to make an eight have an eight million dollars signing bonus. You're not getting that from NIL. But but some of the players I'm fascinated with are the ones that are probably projected in the third, fourth, fifth round, or some of those from you know FCS programs that'll be there that maybe had a year of eligibility left, and and why do they want to risk this versus? you know maybe sticking around for another year right you know so i think there's a lot of storylines um you know and then the, of course as the teams try to fill up and you know we try to gauge you know i i think this state will produce you know two of the top you know 50 40 maybe first round uh defensive backs and in both mm-hmm. Cooper Gene and TJ Champa. so um you know that'll be interesting and i i kind of want to know you know maybe provincially, you know, kind of what the market is for T- Tory Taylor, so
0: yeah, you know, it's always interesting in Indianapolis. Good stuff. Scott Dockerman will be covering it for the Athletic. When do you get there, Doc?
2: I'll be there Sunday. Yeesh. I'll be there all the way through uh, Saturday, so seven days in Indianapolis.
0: Good stuff. Uh, hopefully uh, it'll work out that you can join us at some point on Monday. If not, uh, we'll postpone it and take a rain check, but we'll reach out, Doc. Uh, thank you, as always, for coming on, Scott Dockerman. Appreciate it.
2: All right. Have a good one, guys. Yep, thank thank you. you.
0: Scott Dockerman, as we check in with our buddy from the Athletic off to the Combine. I've never covered it. I'm not sure where I am on it. It's not on my list. Well, it's at Ankeny in your basement, it's so you're not going to not, go. Yeah,
1: that's true. We like to bring honesty to Miller and Condon. <laughs> well, I get on it.
0: Not like I used to. Right. But you're talking to a senior citizen. Oh. Come on. <laughs> oh, we're pulling that card well, already. No, like I've got it in my hand. Well, I got to play it for Even time before you time. had it, you played it quite often too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh anyways, we'll take our time out. We've talked about the Hawks, let's talk about the Clones. Bill Seal is with us next. Miller and Conda, Des Moines Sports Station 106. Hi, Millery Condon. Welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Let's talk to our buddy Bill Seals. It covers Iowa State. CycloneReport.com under the Rivals umbrella. Bill, thanks for jumping on here. We'll get, uh, we'll go back to the uh, Houston game in a second. I want to start football with you. Uh, we know when the uh, spring season is going to commence. We know that there's going to be a spring game to bring down the curtain on spring football, but we don't know who the offensive coordinator is going to be as Nate Shieldhouse is leaving for the Rams. Uh, He's headed to the NFL. Most folks uh, thought that he would not be in Ames for long, as there was going to be multiple opportunities, and potentially some had come his way that he turned down. This was too good to pass, uh, but there's an opening on Campbell's staff for the OC. Which direction?
4: Hearing any names, Bill Seals, that you can share? Well, yeah, I, I, it's kind of been Matt Campbell's uh, M.O. Is, is to kind of hire within if he can, guys. and, and I, But Then again, they've had some turnover here over the last year or two, so the the returning guys on the offensive side haven't been around a whole long in Ames. Taylor Mauser, obviously, kind of the exception there. He's been around a little while, but you've got Ryan Clanton, one of those internal names. He was kind of that co-OC at at UNI, and, and I could see maybe him being one of the candidates as if they want to maybe split off and do like a run game coordinator or pass game coordinator, that kind of seems to be the the way a lot of programs are going these days. And then I don't know, maybe uh, one of the pass game coordinators could be like a Mauser, or you know, one of the one of the members of the staff that I think is is pretty uh, fast rising, and and he he's got a pretty good profile coming up is uh, is Jake Waters. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he yeah. was kind of rumored to be the running backs coach, and that's kind of been that's. We haven't heard anything on that in a few weeks, and maybe he now is going to take over like as the quarterbacks mm. coach. He was a K State quarterback, and sure. maybe he ascends to like a pass game coordinator role too. I think those are your internal uh, candidates, though. And then Joel Gordon went to uh, uh, USF to be with Alex Golish, another former Iowa State assistant. Uh, who knows? Maybe maybe he comes back after a, a short time there at that
0: level as the O.C. You had Jake Waters strength.
4: I time. did, yeah. Brought, it's
1: your guy. Yeah, brought that one up yesterday yeah. and wonder if maybe at minimum he elevates to quarterback yeah. coach. It'll get him an on-field role going that one. Oh, I, I forgot about this and I remember we touched on it last summer, I think, when it was announced for last spring. Dan Broomfield, great mm-hmm. safety. Yeah, He's also the safety's coach. Mm-hmm. But he's also the pa- passing game coordinator Bill, have you ever asked a question and had an opportunity to talk to Dion? I mean, I can't think of many guys that coach a specific group defensively, but is also the offensive passing game coordinator. Just odd.
4: Well, yeah, I, that role hasn't really ever, I guess, ever really been well defined. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it might be just kind of a tool to get him a little a little more money too. Sure, he's, he's,
0: uh, good point, as, yeah. Uh,
4: you know, Hank Poteet on the on the defensive side. Uh, you know, there were some rumblings. Maybe he would move on. He he's held in that higher regard. He came from Wisconsin, but Deion Broomfield's a, a rising star in the coaching ranks too. Matt Campbell's got quite a, a tree that he's uh, a coaching tree here. He's going to have before too long, and I think Broomfield is, is certainly one of the rising stars on that side of the ball.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, so. I mean, we got we got time before that. Uh, how important is that? know to talk about it is where I'm going, but how important is spring going to be for JJ Cole?
4: Well, I think uh, certainly he he arrived last January, had a full off season. This will be a second one, and and it's going to be a big one for him. Obviously, uh, you know, Rocco Beck's kind of sees control of that uh, of that spot moving forward as long as he's in Ames, but. You know, JJ has uh, also had a, a year now to to kind of work under Rocco, and he, as they say, uh, they're they're only one one play away. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys from playing, and and it wasn't too long ago. I think Iowa State played four quarterbacks in one season, so uh, he's got to approach it. I think with that mentality that that he's one play away, and it's going to be a huge spring, I think, for him.
1: Quarterback position, talking about some of those deep guys. You know, we heard a lot about Benny Yogi coming into the year, and he was out there, what, a couple snaps early in the season. Big wide receiver. Iowa State has loved their big receivers. You heard anything before spring practice, but how his development went during his redshirt campaign?
4: Well, I think you, you saw maybe a preview of things to come in the bowl game. He came in, in late in that one and, and had a big catch. I believe hmm. it was like a, maybe a 26 yarder That's or something right. where it was one of those plays where he tiptoes along the sidelines and stretches out and makes the catch. And He's going to be that that one guy. I think the, the returning guy that that uh, could could start alongside Jalen Noel and and uh, and Jaden Higgins when they want to go with three wideouts. Uh, certainly, Ngoye is going to be mm-hmm. one of them that they look at. Uh, uh, Isaiah Alston as well, if they want to go the experienced route, the Army wide receiver. He's already in town too. It's going to be fun to to watch him uh, catch a few passes over the spring and, and then in Jack Trice Stadium for the spring game.
0: Five games left basketball-wise for the men. West Virginia on uh, Saturday, uh, well, that's a 1 o'clock tip. Then Oklahoma comes in before they head on the roads to uh, Central Florida, home to BYU for Senior Day, and then K-State. Five winnable basketball games ahead. Uh, the, the schedule finally, I say finally because it's been so daunting all year long, life in the Big 12, right? But they do. it does seemingly soften up down the stretch. Year.
4: Yeah, it uh, they they kind of had the buzz saw there. It seemed like for a, a few games where they uh, they get Kansas and Baylor back to back at the end of January, early February. But now uh, certainly, as you mentioned, Kenny, uh, West Virginia at home, uh, Oklahoma at home. It, it's going to be nice too that that uh, Saturday Monday turnaround was pretty tight, and yeah. you got to play number three. Houston could be number one team in the country next week but then you get uh, maybe it seems like a quasi-bye week, not really a full week off, but Monday and then play on Saturday, they're going to get rested. And, and uh, kind of what we've seen at Tame Lipsy in that game against Houston, he's kind of nursing a few things here right now. We might get a little more clarification on that with TJ tomorrow, but uh, he he certainly could use these few days this week to, to try and uh, – nurse what, what it is he's dealing with. So a nice little stretch here in Oklahoma to close out the month and, and certainly a chance for the Cyclones I think to go 5-0 and to, to end the regular season.
0: Sure seems like it. Bill, music's about to play. What have you got coming up at CycloneReport.com?
4: Well, just certainly the, the basketball coverage as usual, guys, and, and football recruiting. Obviously the fallout, well, I don't know if you'd really call it a fallout, but I think Cyclones are still in pretty good shape with Uh, recruits after the Nate Shieldhouse move, but a couple of guys I talked to on the recruiting front that uh, Nate recruited pretty hard just kind of reports up on those guys, how their recruitment's going. Zay Robinson, West Des Moines Valley's one of them, so certainly going to be some good football coverage as well, along with basketball.
0: CycloneReport.com for Bill Seals. Bill, we'll speak with you next week. Thank you, Bill Seals. Hour 2 coming up next, Miller & the Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.